Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I'm excited to be here. And this is an episode I'm super, 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 super geeking out on because we are going to have the lovely Brittany Lewis of Be A Wolf Biz join us. Um, Oh my gosh, there's like so much to this. Where do I start? Let me read you her her bio first and then I need to tell you some context here. So Brittany is a top... 1% Etsy seller with over $600,000 sold on the platform. She's been consulting other Etsy sellers for over six years and is passionate about teaching people how to scale their Etsy shops to six figures and beyond organically without paid ads or driving any traffic from social media, just like she did in her own shops. Her students are consistently seeing huge results on Etsy, like huge, genuinely huge, and proving that the potential for anyone around the world to create a full-time business on Etsy totally organically with print on demand is absolutely possible. So, um, oh my gosh, Um, Brittany has a, you guys know we love us some print on demand, right? I have been geeking out with Heather and with Jenny for like, well, Jenny for, for, two years now and Heather for six months and we love print on demand and all of these women are powerhouses at what they do. Um, all three women and they, but they have very different approaches. And what I love about that, it's like this, it's like, I know when I pick, you know, a doctor or I pick a therapist, that one was a big one. When I pick a, um, I mean, any kind of expert in my life, I need to find someone that I connect with that like, it's not just that they have the know-how, lots of people have the know-how, but do they, do I connect with them? I'm like, you have the piece that I need. This is really big with like a business coach. You have the piece that I need. You have, you have what I want, um, or you live the, like you have the results that I want. I want to learn from you. And so, um, all of these women have amazing results and you guys get to pick what what is the right one for you. And I'm really excited to give you a taste of Brittany Lewis today. So obviously her results speak for themselves. She has had phenomenal success in print on demand on Etsy. Um, what she's teaching today will apply to every single niche. You all are going to be able to take away so much from this. Um, Brittany's approach is very, very different. And here's what happened. Here's, here's why I was like, wow, I, I really want to give, um, the how to sell your stuff family, a taste of what you're talking about, because we haven't heard it anywhere else. I've probably been following Brittany for about a year. She was someone that, um, Jenny had told me about because she just is really, really good at what she does. And I was interested in also how she, um, how she works with, with other Etsy sellers, since that's what I do too. You know, she and I have like the Etsy thing in common, but we also have the coaching thing in common. So I followed her and I thought she was super cute. Um, but she's also a lot younger than me and, um, very 
on trend. Like she is like the she is the opposite of me. If I am like typically sitting here in a baseball cap, no makeup, and like probably a ten year old t shirt, Brittany is like popping. She just lo- always looks amazing. She's she so and she lives in L A. So like I am in like South Texas, and she we couldn't be more different. And at the same time, alike, it's wonderful. So I was like, okay, she, this is super cool. I want to keep an eye on this, but this is not someone I'm going to study deep right now because we don't totally relate, right? Or so I thought. And then um, a couple of months ago, I was on Instagram and this post of hers like randomly came into my feed and I don't see her stuff often. This was a kind of a one-off and it was this image and it said, it was actually a carousel and it said, um, what the H, because the kiddos are listening, is a mental archive and why do you need to have one? And I'm like, what well, that's interesting. I actually don't, what is a mental archive? That sounds fascinating. Why is that so interesting to me? And I'm scrolling through and she's showing, she's like, here are what your print on demand. So keep in mind too, this is when I'm getting ready to start my print on demand shop, right? So this is relevant to me. She's got pictures of, she's like, here are what your print on demand designs will look like if you don't have a really good mental archive. And I'm like, I mean, I literally had that moment because I'm like, yeah, that's, Mine aren't a whole lot better than that. And then you go to the next one and she's like, here's what they would, what the same kind, like same niche designs would look like if you had a really strong, robust mental archive. And that pick the, like the difference was staggering. Um, they were so, I, I, you know what I need to do? I need to make sure that I link that post because it was so, it really caught my attention. And so from there, I started kind of listening to her because I'm like, oh, there's a piece here that I need um, and that my listeners need because a lot of us don't necessarily know how to go after trends. We don't know how to, like, how do you figure out what's going to be trending? How do you figure out how to design for things that are, you know, like, how do you create bestsellers? Like, it's, it's one thing to to be able to sort of, you know, look at the best sellers and figure out where there might be holes in the market where you can pop in. It's something else entirely to become, you know, a top, top, top shop that's bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars. So this sent me down the most fun rabbit hole of consuming her content and really falling in love with her approach, which, you know, if you've gone through my course listings that sell, there's this whole section. I didn't even name it SEO in the first edition of the course. I just called it research because I didn't even, to me, it was just, you've got to do your research. You've got to understand the market. You've got to understand um, the shopper and all of this. And so this is what Brittany really focuses on. And the results, like the proof is in the pudding. Her students, she gets the best like reviews from people going through her content and her courses. People get ridiculous results. And it's because somewhere in there, they, they connect with how to create things that will that will work with trends and especially trend combining. So I'm super excited. This is sort of where like the woo meets the work. She's going to bring in some mindset stuff that is extremely critical, but she's going to connect it to how that translates into results and how we can, we'll talk about the, you know, the why and the how. And so I'm super, super excited. Like this is going to be a really fun one for me where I'm going to get to learn right next to y'all. Um, and I'm really excited to introduce you to her. So y'all let's, um, Buckle up, get comfy, get ready to get your wheels turning. And I cannot wait to hear from you after this one. Let's welcome Brittany to the podcast. Brittany, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Fantastic. So excited to be here. I'm um, absolutely vibrating, excited that you're here uh, because it's it's the, the way that these worlds collided is really fun. And I know that you are going to expand our, a lot of people are going to walk away from today's little convo, different people. And I really hope that they're just going to feel like they're listening to two people 
chat uh, about like understanding mindset and trends and all of it. So um, guys, I'm going to warn you right now, you know how I am. I'm usually really structured and I have my questions and everything. I'm going off script completely with Brittany because I, okay, I, let me back this up. If anyone is really old like me and you remember the show Mork and Mindy, um, it was an amazing show with Robin Williams back in like the eighties and it was hysterical and the script writers would like write the script and then they would write, there'd be huge blocks of the script that just said Mork does his thing, which means Robert Willi- Robin Williams, they didn't write his lines for him. They just let him go. And I'm like, that is exactly what we need to do with Brittany Lewis. And so that's what we're going to do. So, <laughs> so Brittany, it. I already filled them in about how um, I've been following you for a while because my friends in print on my demand are like, oh, you want to know who the boss is? The boss is, is Be a Wolf Biz. Go oh. check her out because nobody sells it. And I'm just like, okay. And then, um, and then, but you are so much younger than me. And I was like, okay, but I adore her. I'm not like her at all. How does this, you know? And then I, I followed you and I'm just like, okay. And then one day, one of your posts came up to me and it was the, um, I wrote it down because I knew. Um, oh, I wrote it down somewhere else. Okay. It was the one about the mental archive. And it was like, what the H is a mental archive and why you need one. And I scrolled through and I saw these pictures that made me cringe because they look so much like mine. And then, (laughs) and this is what started our journey. And from there I was like, and I started to really pay attention. And that's when I started going through everything you have. Um, every single YouTube video, every single podcast, all of your Instagram, read your book. And then I got into wolf school so that's our background and um it's a riot you totally caught my attention because i'm like those are my ugly pictures (laughs) so let's let's but let's start with your story i want like share your background and how you got into etsy and all of that yeah so going way way back i don't usually talk about this but i just feel like maybe i should tell you i was homeschooled so (gasps) i yeah i have a really unique background Um, I was homeschooled all the way until I was 15. And then at 15, I started college. (laughs) So I was on, I did something called a program called running start where you can get in really early to like community colleges if you pass certain tests. So I graduated with my bachelor's in marketing at 19 and I was a makeup artist for probably, well, I started doing makeup when I was like 15 as well. So it was like 10 years of just makeup. And I worked at Mac Cosmetics and the spa and all this sort of stuff. But I always knew I wanted to own my own business. So I turned 24 and I started experiencing some health problems, some mid-20s crises. I quit my job. I moved back in with my parents and I was bored. I was like, I'm not making money. I'm super bored. Uh, what can I do? And I was cutting my own high-waisted shorts at the time. And I had tried to sell on Etsy probably two years prior to that. It was a, a failure of a home decor business where I like tried to sell prints in glass frames, which was so stupid. They would ship and break during <laughs> shipment, of course. So I was a miserable failure at that. Um, so I tried selling these high-waisted shorts. I thought, you can't find these anywhere. It was back in 2014, right? So I was 24 years old, 2014. Um, almost damn near 10 years ago. And it worked really fast and really well. The demand for high-waisted shorts was so high and the competition was so low that it exploded. And it 
very quickly became apparent that that was a niche in and of itself, being that people were buying my shorts for raves and festivals and they were messaging me, asking me if they could get them by a certain date. And um, it just, it was so much fun. And as I started realizing that these were the main people I was really selling to, I started thinking of unique, creative ways to sell them more stuff to go to these raven festivals. So then it all expanded. I started selling glitter kits and mermaid t-shirts and crop tops and like all of this other stuff with my high-waisted shorts. And so people would get the high-waisted shorts. They'd find me that way on Etsy because that was really the main thing. And then they'd add in the flower crowns and the glitter kits. Oh. And all this so it was just so much fun. And I enjoyed every single second of it. And then three years later, I discovered print on demand, um, which for those of the viewers watching that don't know what that is, basically you have a partner manufacturer, they print and ship to your customer. You just create the designs, roll with it that way. Once I figured that out, I was like, I don't have a ceiling anymore. I don't have to create my own stuff. I can just go for it and create limitless amounts of things, right? There's no production ceiling. And I, I was screen printing myself for a long time. And the production side of it was grueling because I was so busy. Uh, so once I discovered print on demand, it was like, it's just game on. Uh, and then two years after that, two or three years, I started one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then in 2020, I started Be a Wolf Biz, where I actually created passive courses for people to be able to jump into and, and learn how I did the things that I figured out. Um, and the rest is history, Lizzie. But it's magical history. And it I love you can relate to so many of the people listening because you've got the handmade experience. You've yeah. got the failing terribly experience. You've got the shipping is the biggest nightmare experience. And then you've got the yeah. like print on demand magic. But you know, print on demand isn't as like easy as it looks, which, <laughs> which is why your post resonated with me so much. Cause I kept feeling yeah. like there's this missing link. I'm missing something. And yeah. I'm an everything is figure outable girl, like hardcore. Like, I mean, Marie Forleo, thank you so much for that book. I yeah. will figure it out. And right. so when I saw that, I, something clicked and I felt like, ooh, there's peace here. This gal has a piece here that I have been missing, that I have been like, like waiting for, like looking for, but also just like kind of needing it to come to me in a way. Yeah. Okay. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and so that this is really where I want to like hang out today is, yeah. is mental archive. The uh, yeah. whole idea that captivated me to begin with, because I'm like, everyone who listens to this podcast needs to understand this because it applies to every single niche on Etsy. It doesn't matter what you sell. Yeah, totally. um, yeah. So I mean like, okay, unfiltered. What is a mental archive? Why do we need it? How do we develop it? Like let Brittany do her thing. Oh my God, thank you. I could talk about this for the next 17 hours. So yes. I'm going to summarize it, but I do have to say, I just termed coined the phrase mental archive, like a couple months ago. This is not something that I've always taught. It just kind of came up. It was in one of my Wolf School, my monthly memberships Q&A calls, I think. I was like, you're building, when you're researching, you're building a mental archive. And then I was like, wait, that's a really good way of putting it. You need and to so trademark that. Like trade, I have an attorney, get that trademark now. I call it a brain cast because my husband's in IT. Yeah. But mental yeah. archive is way cuter, way cuter. Like men, <laughs> trademark that. A little visual. Yeah, I, I should. I'll think about that. But it, and it kind of came from the fact that I was calling like demand research brain priming. Like, because when you're researching to understand current demand, you're priming your brain to, to get it and to, to understand things. And then I thought, well, with that brain priming, you're then putting that information somewhere. And so Mental Archive was born. 
So um, just to summarize what it is, first and foremost, a mental archive is a very special place in your brain, in your subconscious, where you are collecting all of the details and information that you're observing when you are doing demand research. And for everybody that doesn't follow me, I teach on the basis of demand is always first. Your market always comes first. I do not give a rip what you care about or what your preferences as a seller are. If you want to get to six figures, you should only be prioritizing your customer and their wants and their needs and going where the demand is. So from that perspective, what I teach is that research has to come first in your priorities as a seller, whether it's print on demand or otherwise, you have to prioritize understanding the demand as a whole, understanding why people, why people want that thing when they do, why is this thing trending? What's the emotional connection underneath it? Because if you don't understand those things and you just jump into trying to design for it, you're going to miss the mark because you have to understand the emotional connection. Emotions are what create purchases. And if you can tap into that and understand it and, and be able to spot trends, not only spot trends, but understand why people want them. I mean, you're just unlocking the gates of heaven right there. That's that's your cash cow move is to be able to spot trends and then unlock that that information. So your mental archive, if you're researching as much as I recommend that people do, which is at least an hour a day. I was a crazy person. I used to research for like four hours, five hours, six hours a day when I first started, just because I knew how much gold there was in understanding demand. But if you're doing at least an hour a day, you can even split it up 30 minutes and 30 minutes in the morning at night or whatever. If you're doing that, you you don't feel it happening, but what you what is actually happening is you're building this space in your subconscious. You're storing all these details about current demands. And that mental archive is what allows you to then, once it's a certain good amount of a size that you've done enough research, so it's been able to grow, when you sit down to design you do so kind of effortlessly, like things just kind of click into place and you don't even know why. Like people watch me design now. I do again in Wolf School, my monthly membership, I do design editing um, on live calls. People can send, sellers can send me their designs and I'll edit in front of them. And people say to me all the time, like, but how did you think to do that? They're like, that was really good. And I love that. But how did you even like, where did that come from? And I'm like, I have a 10 year large mental archive. I've been doing this a very long time and I've been so committed to research that when I sit down to design, I don't really think about what I'm doing. I allow my hands to move and I just connect things and my brain is just connecting all of these dots as I'm going. And it feels like such an effortless flow state that it's like the most enjoyable thing ever. It never feels like a struggle because I'm always just like, oh yeah, this goes here and this and this and this and this because my mental archive is large enough to where when I sit down to design, I just draw upon that information and the movements and the actions and the decisions about what should be included in the design are being pulled from that mental archive and it it feels effortless. It's not effortless, right? Like I've done a lot of work to get to that point, but the problem is when people first start again, print on demand or handmade, when you first begin and you're listing products, what a lot of people do is they, they have a non-existent mental archive and they try to create listings from that space of absolutely no experience with anything that anybody wants. So they're guessing. And they're throwing stuff at the wall, being like, I like this, so other people might too, which 
on some level may be okay. Like I sort of did that with high-waisted shorts. I didn't know, like I didn't have data to back up the fact that people would want this, but I had a sneaking suspicion. Like I can't find these in Forever 21 right now. Now they're everywhere. But back then, 10 years ago, you couldn't find high-waisted shorts anywhere. So I had a little sneaking suspicion but most people don't even have that suspicion. They're just like, well, I'll try this, right? And and little do they know there's 100,000 other sellers on Etsy also trying to sell that thing. Yes. Or no one's actually shopping on Etsy searching for that thing. In either one of those cases, you're going to come up completely dry and there's going to be crickets in your shop because you're not tapping into uh, availability of your market. They, there may be nobody there looking for your stuff or there's too many sellers already trying to do it so you can't rise to the top. I teach all organic strategies. So everything that I do revolves around how to leverage the 100, 200 million Etsy shoppers on the platform every year. So with that being said, going back to what people try to do in the beginning, they're trying to list stuff with zero mental archive. And then they're like, why isn't this working? And it's like, well, you're not putting your customer first because you don't even know who your customers are. You don't know what people want. You don't know how to research. You don't know that research is important. You're just kind of like, thinking that you can set up a table at the craft fair and people should just come to your table because you've got stuff on it, right? If we think of this as a physical presence, it's something that works just like anything else. You've got to have what people want and you need to do it in spaces where the market is open enough that you're not going to be buried under all the rest of the, the, the sellers, especially if you're trying to do this organically because Etsy is a marketplace of, I think there's 50 million or so active sellers on the platform. You got to be able to stand out. You got to offer people unique things that they're actually actively looking for. And you have to commit to building that mental archive to the point where you're able to design things in a, in a way that doesn't feel like a struggle. And it's fun because when things are fun, your creative valve is open. I just talked about this in the top seller secret, my master course. Uh, I did a Facebook live today and I went on there specifically to tell people in that course, if you're not having fun with what you're doing, if it feels like a struggle, if it feels too hard, you're probably in the wrong place. Because yeah, you need to create things for your customer, but you also need to create things that are fun for you yes. and that you understand on some level or else you're going to miss the mark. Because if you're not having fun, it means you don't really understand it. You're not vibing with it. It's not resonating with you. And so it's going to come up very blase, very like meh. And we need wow products, right? We need to wow people with our designs. So it's a delicate balance between making a database decision on people are actually actively looking for this thing and connecting that to I have fun designing it as well. Those two things need to cross over in order for things to really click and work. I'm giving you everything it <laughs> all out on the table here. Um, but those those two things are are like the most important thing to getting the fastest momentum possible. And what I typically see with new sellers is that they will just begin without any mental archive whatsoever. And they are listing things that they may or may not be having fun creating. And so there's all this confusion. And then it's like, well, why isn't it working? And then they stay on this cycle of like, instead of researching more to build their mental archive and get better at designing, they try to find more strategies to drive more people to their products that nobody wanted to begin with. And that's why people stay right. stuck on the wheel is it's like, well, I need, I obviously things aren't working. I just need to learn how to use Pinterest or I need to run Facebook ads. And then they do that and they waste a bunch of time and money. And it's like, yeah. nobody wanted that stuff to begin with. So you're just driving traffic and, and wasting time. So I always tell people, stop trying to 
find the hacks and, and more strategy and all these different things. And first make sure that what you're selling is actually what people want. You, you know, what's so interesting is that people come to Etsy and I get it because there's a lot of um, conflicting advice out there, you know, and because, because they hear Etsy's easy. And, and here's the thing. Etsy is easy. If you yeah. were trying to start a business for yourself 25 years ago and there was no Etsy and there was no online, you were paying for overhead. You were paying for like you compared to what it was just 20. It, it is so easy. And then right. they hear, oh, and print on demand and digital is the easiest. It's just the easiest. And you yeah. know what? It is the easiest. Sell yeah. a handmade product for five years, working right. until 11 p.m., like right. packing, shipping, painting, all of it. Oh my gosh. Like I'm loving print on demand. It is yeah. so much easier than selling a physical product, but yeah. you still have to spend the 10,000 hours it takes to become an expert. Right. Like some, if someone's going to become a, a surgeon, they don't, <laughs> their first year in medical school, they're not operating as an expert on a body. They're using a cadaver for a reason. And yeah. so I don't know. I just like to, to really reinforce that like, yes, there are things about Etsy that are so easy. That's not a lie, but it's a misapplication or a misinterpretation of what that, what it really means. You still have to put in the work. You still have to learn the skills. And this one I think yeah. is so critical. This is a great point. I think that the word really is, is it's a simplified <laughs> business model. So you've got, you've got a simple business model. However, it is in no way easy to make a six figure shop out of nothing. Yeah. It, I think when people hear easy and simple, they, they think quick results and it's easy and simple to set it up. It's easy and simple to uh, get products out there but it's not so easy or simple to actually get people to purchase from you on the scale that we all want them to purchase from us on. And that's the piece that requires expertise. And a lot of people will say, especially with print on demand, they're like, well, I'm just going to hire a designer. Oh and my the problem gosh. This, the problem with this is that designers are focused on design, right? They're focused on creating something that looks good they're not necessarily experts on trend. And so the emotion of a design, the thing that sells the design, the vibe, the feeling underneath it, which is why people go to Etsy, by the way, you look on, on any, any search term for t-shirts on Etsy and all of those designs, there's so much like emotional connection and, and expression out of these designs. It's a very specific thing. And designers, a lot of times will be excellent at creating beautiful designs, but they totally miss the mark on capturing the undercurrent of like the vibe of a trend. And so it's like, well, yeah, that's fine. It's like this nice, complex, busy design with a lot of stuff and the alignment's great, but like nobody actually wants that. That's not what people are actually looking for. And, and I always say, you know, the best example is like one of my best selling t-shirts that it sold as a bestseller for like three years straight. It was one word at the top, a flower design element, and then another word at the bottom. And the, the font wasn't even fancy. It was just like a sans serif font, two words, one design element, a totally just all white design on a black shirt. I made tens of thousands of dollars on this t-shirt and it was the most simple thing you've ever seen. But that simplicity underneath it, the, the specific design element I chose and the words were so emotionally connected for people. And it like it it captured something that people wanted to express 
in this really beautiful, simple way. And that is why it succeeded. Not necessarily because it was this complex design. So sorry, my puppy's in the background, but (laughs) she's been actually awfully quiet today. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of her. I was Um, waiting for the appearance. I was, I was, I was always, um, but yeah, so there's no, People want the ways around. They want the shortcuts. They want to. They want me to tell them how they can get around not having to become the expert. Can I hire these people to do it for me? And and my answer is typically always going to be no. If you want a, if you want to make six figures in your own business, working very limited amount of hours, you have to do it. You have to become that expert. You become it. Yeah, yeah. You have to you become have it. Become it. It's not doing. You, it's becoming. Exactly. And and maybe maybe some designers can carry you for a couple of trends and you make yes. some money, but there's no way to sustain a six-figure shop full-time without you, the seller, becoming the ultimate expert with that mental archive intact and in place and always growing. Um, it, it's required. Hey there, How to Sell Your Stuff fam. Real quick, I want to make sure you guys know about my most popular free resource that's waiting for you over on my website. Seriously, thousands of people have downloaded this puppy because it's so packed with meaty tips to help you get more sales in your Etsy shop. So first of all, just a little background, or this won't mean much to you at all, but in case you don't know my story, when I first started my Etsy shop in 2016, I had been blogging for a while and had built a decent following on Facebook. We did a nursery reveal for some DIY reclaim wood signs that my husband built and we painted with homemade stencils. <laughs> so cringeworthy now. And a few of my followers were like, oh my gosh, those are so cute. They're so rustic. Where can I buy those? And so as you can imagine, the wheels were just turning in my entrepreneurial little mind. With my baby, I wasn't going to be able to continue the social media consulting work that I've been doing because I was constantly on these team calls and needing to do hours and hours of deep focused work. And it just wasn't going to fly. And I really wanted to be present with my daughter. So that's how I ended up on Etsy. And I decided to try and sell Reclaim Wood signs. It was the height of the farmhouse craze. So just imagine like, thank you to the lovely Joanna Gaines, everything farmhouse, everything painted wood. And I thought with my blog followers, I might just have a bit of a leg up. But I was wrong. (laughs) I was dead wrong. I put in the hours. I got my first round of products ready, photographed, meticulously put together my listings, clicked publish, and absolutely nothing happened. And I think I made $60 total in the first few months because of my blog followers. And then it was like absolute crickets. So like you may feel if you're just getting started and not seeing results yet, I was confused and definitely a bit discouraged. I for sure thought that I was onto something and I didn't know at all why it wasn't working. <laughs> but the thing about a true-blooded entrepreneur is that we ultimately see business like a puzzle to solve, right? Like we find ways to make it fun. And we're a little bit stubborn and determined to just figure it out. As I always like to say, thanks to the book and phrase coined by Marie Forleo, everything is for figure outable. And so I dug my heels in and started studying everything I could find about making sales on Etsy. I studied the competition. I poured through best-selling listings all over the internet. I took an Etsy course and I started testing things. And lo and behold, by about six months, I was making more and more and more sales. Like I just keep learning and tweaking and growing and testing until it started to work. And I built my monthly income to $6,000 plus per month. Like there were even months when I would hit 10, 11, or 12K. And it was the 
best feeling ever. Like if you can just kind of put yourself in that moment where like you figure it out and you start really making the money. So full circle, back to that free resource that started this whole conversation. When I moved into the Etsy coaching space, I sat down and I wrote out everything that I had done to create results, like all the changes and tweaks I made that turned into more and more sales. And from that, I wrote the first rendition of my Etsy course, Listings That Sell. So I had somewhere to house like all of the details. And I created a free PDF outlining four major strategies I used so that I could help someone new or struggling to at least get started without having to invest in a course, right? So that PDF is called the four strategies I used to grow my Etsy shop from 25 to 6,000 plus per month. And it is by far my most popular, most downloaded freebie. You can absolutely check it out. The link is in the show notes for you. And I hope it gets your wheels turning and helps you start to move the needle in your Etsy shop in the direction of your goals. So grab it today. And I cannot wait to hear about your takeaways. There's so many different directions I want to go. And I'm just, <laughs> I can't even decide. Um, oh, but yeah, when people say they're going to hire a designer, I'm like, you're going to get lucky maybe once, like maybe. Right. Okay. I think we should go emotional connection because yeah. it's okay. You once described this, you know, it's so funny. I, <laughs> I'm sitting here and I have to remember that like we're live with each other. <laughs> I, I, I spend so much time watching you like this on my phone that I have, I'm yeah. like, wait, Lizzie, she's live. You have to, <laughs> she's actually right there. <laughs> oh, I love moments like that. Okay. You once described this and it was exact. So I'm always talking to my, um, my clients about you, like, especially when we're taught, when we're teaching about images and how something visually looks like forget SEO. Cause it's like, we need to get that moment. And I'm like, okay, either you do one of two things, go through, like search your main search term. And fit, first of all, the first fun thing to do is figure out how far in search results are you? Are you on page four? Are you on page 30? Can you not find it? Are you literally, do you need to go to bed? Cause you've looked through and you still can't find yourself all of that. So that's really interesting. And then you can note, note that and see how you're competing. But then the second thing is I want you to see what your, what your image looks like in the sea of search results, because and this is the part you described that I thought was so good. And I never had words for it before. When someone looks at it and they're looking at it in the sea, you want their eyes to go straight to yours and you have, they have that, Ooh, that's it yeah. moment. And that's, I think the emotional connection. So I would love for you to just draw that out a little bit more if you would. Yeah, I call that the sparkle moment oh, because I, yeah, I know when I'm, I actually was just talking about this, that this week. I don't remember when, but I know um, I did a lot of research in the beginning and a lot of paying attention to my own buyer behavior. I think this is something that almost nobody does or thinks about. And that is paying attention to like when you yourself are shopping on Etsy, yes. what is it that catches your eye? The pathway, yes. What gives you specifically that feeling of like when you see a thumbnail photo and you're like, I don't even need to see how much that is. I just want it in my cart. Like you can't click fast enough. I get it all the time. I was searching for jewelry the other day and I saw a ring and I was like, that's it. I don't know why that's it, but that's totally it. I want that and get it in my cart. I don't care how much it is. Um, and, yeah. and that's what I try to teach my students how to do is like tap into that. First of all, it's demand, right? Generally speaking, you've got to know what people are actually actively searching for. Like I spoke of earlier, but then there's this uniqueness this, this je ne sais quoi about the thing <laughs> that has to be present in order for people to have that reaction, that reaction. If you can get that out of people, 
that's what six figure shops are built on. Like, um, I don't know if you saw my mega seller, Tracy, she's a student oh, yeah. of my master. That was I incredible. Interviewed. That's on your podcast. Y'all check out the, um, Wolf Moves Wolf Only Wolf. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a good yeah. story. Yeah. That, that interview, I think I still have that on my Instagram, be a wolf biz and on my podcast, but oh, Tracy, her, her listings have that power in them to where she knows her market so well and she designs things in such a unique way. She's really good at trend combining too, which we can also talk about because um, it's, yes, it's a huge thing in terms of, it's a huge thing in terms of emotional connection. Um, but Tracy, you know, she did $250,000 in four months, right? Since the beginning of the year, she, she sold almost a quarter of a million dollars and what she did so well, what she does so well in order to sustain that. Cause she's been doing those types of numbers for almost a year and a half now. Like she started two or three years ago, I think she said, and she like was off to the races so fast and she sustains that because she herself committed to becoming an expert. Um, she mastered emotional connection on such a whole other level. Like yeah. I never sold $250,000 in my shop in four months. I was like, Tracy, you so, so far surpassed. You took my strategy and so far surpassed me. Um, I love moment. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Like that feeling is insane. I, I'm so proud of her, but that's really why I'm so adamant about this stuff is because I watch it happen with my students all the time. They prove this stuff right constantly. And so when we're talking about emotional connection, we have the proof that that is what creates the sales. So it's very much so worth our time to pay attention to it and to understand it. And it is not something I can write a book about and give you an ebook on how to create emotional connection, right? Yeah. Understanding emotional connection. And I, I don't love the word vibe. I think it's so generalized. It's so yeah. overused, but it honestly is a certain vibe that designs have. Frequency. General have. I'm sorry. It's a frequency. Totally. The, and you feel it resonate with you when you see it. That's the excitement. And it's not like some like crazy thing. It's just like the res the resonance is excitement and energy and you being like, how do I get this faster? How do I get in my cart faster? So what that comes from is research and experience. So unfortunately, I can't hand anybody any manual on how to create emotional connection. You first have to understand demand, you have to do a lot of research, and you have to start building your mental archive, especially studying uh, listings on Etsy that already have a bestseller badge. That's one of yes. the most productive things that a seller can do. Where have you guys heard that before? Have you ever, no one's ever said that to you before. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it is so true. Because this is where we don't, and a lot of people will misunderstand me and say like, oh, so you're teaching us to rip people off. By no means. No. When you're looking at bestseller badges, you're literally feeding your brain with the information of what is in highest demand right now. There is proof. This thing that this person is selling is so high demand that it got a bestseller badge. That's not easy to do on Etsy. It means that thing is flying off the virtual shelves of that shop, right? So if we can study that and understand the emotional connection of it and the design decisions that were made. Sometimes it's one quote, one line of a quote in the most simple font ever. And there's not even a design element. So like yes. you can't make the argument that people are buying it because it's such a good design, like really bad designs or bad, I guess it's subjective, but like one line quotes will have bestseller badges because there's an emotional connection there.
And you can't necessarily understand the emotional connection unless you under understand that market and like what is resonating with people. So it's experience and it's just getting things in front of your eyeballs that you know have demand and getting into Etsy, looking at, um, you know, the, the notification underneath listings that says 20 plus people have this in their carts or Etsy's popular now badge or the bestseller badge. All of those are green flags in terms of, in terms of like, here's something that's really in demand that you should pay attention to just to put it in your mental archive. Not so you can copy it, just put the details in your mental archive. So there's so much in there that when you sit down to design, all of those things, all of those connections, all of those details that you absorbed can come together and create something really uniquely incredible. All right, guys. So as you know, I've been on a print-on-demand journey with my new Etsy shop. I opened just a while back, and I'm having the best time ever and learning so much. But I really wanted to give you a little update and tell you how sold out I am for Printify as my print-on-demand provider. So they were my go-to in the very beginning because my POD experts all told me that they were the way to go. And Printify has not disappointed me a bit. I'm very happy with the quality of the products that, that are going out. The turnaround time has been good. I love their interface, and I feel like it's very user-friendly and integrates well with Etsy. I am super happy with the margins I'm bringing in, especially using Printify Premium compared with the other print-on-demand providers. So it's just been a win-win all around. Basically what happens is this. So I set up a listing mostly over on Printify and I have it all synced up with my Etsy shop. So over on the Printify site, I get the product all ready to go with my design properly placed, all the colors I want selected, the title written, the description written, and the correct pricing and shipping already in place. Like it's all done on Printify. The only thing I don't sync is the product photos because I create, of course, all of my own mock-ups for a better quality. So then I click publish over on Printify and within about a minute, the product shows up over in my Etsy shop listings as an active listing. At this point, it's live. So then I go right away over there and I upload my product photos (laughs) and any other graphics that I need. I set my categories shop section and tags, like all the things that I have to do over on Etsy. And usually I'll link my variations to a corresponding picture in my photo gallery. So I'll give it a quick once over and then click publish again on Etsy so that my updates will show to everyone who sees the listing. The great thing about doing it this way is that when an order comes in, within one to two hours, typically the order then syncs over to Printify back again. And so all of the product and customer details are there. And Printify just makes it crazy easy (laughs) to run my print on demand shop. I can't believe it. Like, Golly, after making, you know, wood signs for six years, this is a dream. So Printify has over 850 products to choose from. You can customize and create new designs to your heart's content. And the best part is you don't have to worry about keeping an inventory or shipping products yourself. (laughs) Printify handles all of it for you. And seriously, their production costs are unbeatable. So if you're considering print on demand, give Printify a try. I recommend it. Feel free to grab my link in the show notes waiting for you. And if you use my code... Lizzie Smiley, which is no spaces, all caps, L-I-Z-Z-I-E-S-M-I-L-E-Y, you can get 30 days free of Printify Premium, which gets you even lower production costs. So again, that's Lizzie Smiley, no no spaces, all caps. It's an absolute steal, and I always use Printify Premium. So the whole experience getting going in Print Demand has been wonderful. I love it. 10 out of 10 recommend. And I hope this helps you with the production partner decision if you're on the fence and planning a shop as well. I'm excited for you. Okay, here's what's so exciting about this for us, you guys. I always say that success in Etsy or designing anything, it's like part science 
part art. It's like part or or part science, part alchemy. Like there's yep. this there's this piece of magic that has to come into this piece of know-how um for it to work. And and that is the, that is what I have been searching for, wondering about, trying to connect with, you know, I I feel like I figured it out with my sign business, but it was just like I mean, I just have Joanna Gaines to thank because she made it so easy making farmhouse like so in, you know, all I had to do was slap some off white wood on a paint or paint on a wood sign, like get reclaimed wood and like do some black lettering. And it was, you know, I had to, I'm oversimplifying, but the point is she made it easy. But here's the thing. And we're about to go into the how, which is going to be really exciting. But I, you guys know I'm, I'm part woo, part like tactics you know, because we have to be, it's the human experience. What makes us different from a tree, which is also alive is the emotional side of us, the spiritual side of us, the soul. And like, if you really want to, it's one thing, if you just want to make a couple hundred extra bucks a month, there is nothing wrong with that. Like, but if you want to knock this out of the park, you have to connect with it on a whole different level. And that's what I feel like you, Brittany, have the equation for. And again, part of it, it's caught, not taught. And part of it, right. you straight up teach. And that is what I don't see anywhere else. That's where I've come to you for that piece. Like yeah. so many great, I mean, and we love many of them, um, Pranamon experts, yeah. courses, content. I have never heard it said, I've never been like, that's the piece I'm missing because I do not naturally understand trends, do not naturally do well with design. Now we're all coming to the table with a different accumulation of skills. Okay. I've got a background in social media management that helped me a little bit with design, but I, what I don't have, I I can make letters look pretty, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be demand. I'm going to pick the wrong font. I'm going to pick the wrong colors. This is what Brittany teaches. And, and here's the other thing that I love. I love when someone teaches something that can be applied forever, not just for a season. And this can be applied because if you learn how to do the research, you're never going to, I don't want to say that. Like I still take courses all the time, but you really never take another one again because you're already going to know how to get the data. Exactly. You, you learn that you learn the skill of how do I figure out what's trending? You pay attention, you figure out how to, how to keep on top of it. And this is, and then it can be applied to anything else you want to do in your life. You want to go figure out how to homeschool your kid. You don't need to take a homeschooling course. You're just going to go pour through all the content. You know, you want to go, um, go like you want to be a philanthropist and give tons of money, but you don't want to get ripped off or send to somebody who's not going to do it. You know exactly how to do the research. So anyway, okay. I'm getting, I'm just getting excited because it's like the missing link. You know, Yeah. this is the piece where I look, I would look around and be like, I would love to do print on demand. I know I can put designs together. I can copy anything, but I am a high integrity person. I won't, I don't know how to come up with it myself. And that's why you are trend combining and your trend research and you showing me how to find, figure out what will sell. And like, build this mental archive has been so game changing. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting super excited. If you guys can't tell, cause I'm talking like one of the chipmunks again, um, I'm constantly accused of that. And I know it's true. You can't put me on time too. You will not hear a word that I say. Um, so I want it because it, this is such geeky stuff. I want to get into some of the how, like how do we brain prime? How do we, how do we trend combine in like, you know, the 10 minutes we have left, but it's, it's so good. And they're just going to have to come hang out with us in wolf school and take, the course is the bottom line. It's going to be hundred percent. Yeah. All of this stuff. I actually just posted on my Instagram story today. Somebody commented on one of my things and said, 
I, when I first started following you, I thought I could get by. Your, your free stuff is so massive. You give so much away that I didn't think I needed any of your courses. She was like, then I took your courses and my mind was absolutely blown <laughs> at how much more there was. Yes. Um, so everything I'm giving here today, it's still just surface. Like, and that's the most exciting thing is like, it goes so much deeper and it's so much more exciting than even what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to give as much as I can. I do try to give as much as I can to get people to get it to click. Right. Cause I feel like I have to, I have to show people that this is real and that if they're willing to put in the effort, they can make it happen. Everybody that's not willing to put in the effort, everybody that wants to hire other people to do it for them, that wants the shortcuts, they can go anywhere else. Yeah. I only want people in my world who are committed to becoming more of the expert um, because I know that those people are going to be the ones that succeed very long term. Years but then no one has your testimonials. Like it proved the proof is in the pudding. Nobody yeah. has testimonials like yours. Like yeah, my we can't help ourselves amazing. but click add to cart. We can't, it's, it's this like magnetic draw because you get a taste of it and you're like, oh my gosh, this right. is the missing piece. So anyway, right. but also I do want to touch on this real quick. Brittany, you are so high integrity. I have been stalking you, as you know, because I'm in your DMs and you're probably like, Lizzie, you need to leave me alone and like go talk to your husband um, for a few months now. And you, but it's because I take my listeners um, mean the world to me. They yeah. like my audience. I will protect them to the death. Like I love them so much. And so, especially if I have someone that I'm going to promote that they spend any money with ever, I'm going to make sure they're the real deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, so I'm saying this to say you are, I have, I have vetted you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That is an honor actually. Cause I know you mean it. <laughs> I do. I, yeah. And they do too. They know I take it so seriously. So all that saying, like I just, everything that you say and everything we say about you is totally legit and fair and deserved. Um, but I will stop talking. Let's get into some of the how so we can yeah. give them a little more taste. Yes. So the hows. Um, and I had started saying that to say everything <laughs> that I'm going to share now is a starting point, but it does go so much deeper. So like I have my research revolution course that teaches you I how love to find it. on yep. Instagram. And then I have Wolf School, which is a monthly trend spotting. I do have all of that to show you how to dive deeper. Because I think when I first explain research, people are like, but how? And I'm like, I have the resources for you. I promise mm -hmm. it takes longer than, you know, 10 minutes to explain, but just to give you an Eagle's eye version of it, a bird's eye view research can be done in a couple places. My favorites are Etsy first and foremost. Like if you're just starting out, if you don't know where to begin researching on the place you're trying to sell is a pretty darn good idea. So those bestseller badges, those 20 people, 20 plus people have this in their card, the popular now badges that I, that I mentioned, those are all signs of demand. So when you're researching on Etsy, you can start anywhere. If you're selling planters, research planters, start it, just type in pretty planter, you know, like people are like, but what do I say? What do I type in? Like, what do I do? Like, anything. Like yeah. I do not care. Just start, use the most common sense that you have and start anywhere and then allow yourself to go through little rabbit holes. You know, like when you, maybe you see something with a bestseller badge and you're like, oh cool, this is a bestseller badge. This planter is really beautiful. It has these stripes, there's these stars or whatever, just using a random planter example. And then a lot of times what I'll do is I'll say, okay, well this shop really killed it with this listing. Let me go in and look at the whole shop. 
And then usually there's even more bestsellers in their shop. Um, and it's in the category that you were searching for to begin with. So that's like a mini rabbit hole. And then another one might be, you know, Etsy lists related listings underneath that. So you might click into the bestseller and then see those related listings and go, oh, that one looks interesting. It doesn't have a bestseller badge, but six people have it in their carts. So somebody's finding it and wanting it. So I might, I might pay a little attention to that. So it's just allowing yourself to be very loose and free flowing and, and not, a lot of people try to be very stringent about it and they'll be like taking notes and they'll be like, okay, I need to do this and I need to put this here. And I usually recommend as you find things, save them to Pinterest boards, just very, very quickly save them just in case you need to go back and reference. But the idea is that you're just observing is that you're just allowing your brain to do its thing. The subconscious is capturing the information. You don't have to hold on to every detail and write everything down and take pictures of everything. Save it to a Pinterest board and allow your brain to absorb. That is the whole process. So Etsy is a great one to start. Be loose, have fun, feel free to, to move about however it is, whatever it is you wanna look at. And then the other one, obviously I love erank.com. That's what I teach in my top seller secret master course. Erank is a great place to begin your research. So you, you're looking at data based on, uh, or, or keywords with data and making database decisions off of those keywords. Then you can start researching from what you find there. You can bring that to Etsy, which is a really cool thing because when you're researching, you already know that it's a viable option. I don't, I don't like giving away too much about, about E-Ring because it is like my bread and butter. My I've never used it. Lizzie. I, I, I don't know how I've made all the money I've made without it. I'm really excited. I I oh my hundreds God. of thousands of dollars. I've never used E-Ring. I can't wait to get in there. You are going to be a rich woman because <laughs> I, I was doing well at first too. I had already made it to six figures. And then I discovered how to do this on Etsy and how to integrate my, my E-Rank strategy. And I like doubled my sales, it, like within two or three months. It was incredible. And it changed everything about how I approached not only titles and tags, but also researching and product offering. People think it's a resource to just like build your titles and tags. No, the real money is when you can uh, uh, analyze the data to then make a decision about what you're gonna sell. Anticipate, yeah. On that information. I can't wait. So, Anyways, E-Rank is great for research, a great starting point, but actually the, the process of researching being done on Etsy um, and then Instagram, that's where I focus in my research revolution course, um, how to extract information from Instagram. I recommend everybody creates a designated Instagram account specifically for trend spotting. And a lot of people say, well, can't I just add some accounts to my no, personal? I've done it. It's so much better to do what you said to do. <laughs> do it create a separate account. It's free. There's no reason not to. And I always encourage everybody log in to that account every morning and check it like the morning newspaper. Cause it's just a little mental archive brain priming happening. It's super easy. Um, and the, the benefit of having a specific account is that Instagram will curate your explore page for more accounts just like the ones that you're already following. So like this whole account is just dedicated to, to building your mental archive and to brain priming and researching. And it is a gold mine when you know what to look for and where to look for it. And in Wolf School, like we have a designated Instagram account. I'm already following like 600 accounts that people can just go through and just follow all of those accounts. Have you not done that? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, do that. That's part of why I created that account. <laughs> You're I mean, mean look so at me funny. wrong. I stalked that account. I mean, you should see my phone. It used to be all just baby pictures and they're still there. I just had a baby. But like, yeah. girl, it's all screenshots from everything you post. 
<laughs> That's amazing. That that truly is an honor. Um, but yeah, that that account I created so you could have like a starting point of um, accounts to follow. Because I know a lot of time people are like, well, I don't really know where to go, and I don't know what type of stuff I'm looking for. Um, but anyways, it's my problem. I'm so, I'm too much of a research geek. I've you know what I mean. But I did. I mean, the first twenty were ones that I watched you follow in Research Re- Revolution yes. and uh, in Wolf School, whatever you know. Yeah. Yes. But now I've, I mean, now I know my evening's going to consist of. So there you go. And and that's really all you need is 20 to 50 accounts to start with. And then Instagram will begin curating other shops just like it. And then you can follow those and you find a good one. And then you can click that little button on Instagram that opens up related accounts to that account. You can okay. follow those. Yeah. They're most likely, you know, rabbit holes. When you're When it comes to research or anything, I always say, go down all the rabbit holes. Don't be like, oh, I need to do this, 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 and this. Just like, no, let it be messy and like just open, an open free process. Give yourself that level of permission. Um, okay, Etsy, Instagram, Pinterest is amazing and really great for for researching as well. Um, and then I, I tell people for print on demand at least, um, PacSun and Urban Outfitters are the two retailers that are always on the edge of trend. They usually have stuff before it really hits big. So I tell people to pay close attention to them, sign up for their newsletter so it hits your email whenever it comes out. You, you're the first to see all the new stuff they've got. Huge hack for print-on-demand sellers. But other than that, it's just bouncing between those types of resources. And if you're not a print-on-demand seller and you're hand-making something, say like yard signs or whatever, find the biggest shops that are selling yard yes. signs and follow them sign up for their emails, do whatever you can to just always get this information flowing into your world. It's unbelievable. It's just like, it's just next level helpful. It's so, it's so exciting. Okay. So if you guys are like me and you're like, but could we go on for another two hours? Because yes. I, I've heard this 50 times, but I'm just like, you know, my yeah. jaw's on the floor. So, um, Brittany, please let's talk a little bit about top seller secret. Um, I I mean, first of all, y'all should come hang out with me in Wolf School. I'm in there in the monthly membership because again, I've taken amazing print on demand courses. I didn't get this piece. I I am trend and fashion simple people. I cannot hang. Um, But I am now. Brittany even critiqued one of my designs last week and and she's proud of me. So yeah. um, That's right. I remember that was the granola girl. Yeah. So I'm like already improving, which is saying something. (laughs) So come, but, um, but she also has other resources. I'm also in Research Revolution. And then I would love for you to talk about Top Seller Secret, which is yeah. your flagship. Like if people really want to go down yeah. the rabbit hole with you. Yeah. That's the the first question people usually ask me after they find my content. They're like, where do I start? I know that they usually say, like what you say is like, there was something missing and I can feel that something within your content. So just tell me where to go. Where do I sign? And I always say top seller secret is where you want to begin. So the way that I have my product offering, my product suite, I should say for Be A Wolf Biz structured is it's in kind of a pyramid. You want to start at the bottom with top seller secret, right? Top seller secret is the master course and it is the foundation to where you can take all the rest of the stuff above, but it's not going to click into place without Top Seller Secret. Because Top Seller Secret is my E-Rank strategy. It's my, there's some some research stuff in there. It's my scientist detective gymnast phase, which Lizzie, I cannot wait for you to see because that is my scaling process. It, the scientist detective gymnast, meaning you're testing, you're figuring out what works, and then you're building out on it. 
So that strategy combined with my E-Rank stuff, there's a mindset week, there's just like all of the essential things that you need boiled down into six hours of content. I made sure it was as fast as possible. People can fly through it in a day and be that much more ready to go. There's honestly probably over 50 hours of content as a whole in the course. Uh, coaching calls, Q and A, bonuses, interviews with account, an accountant, interviews with trademark and copyright. Like, there's all of this content in there. But if you really just want the meat of the course to learn, like the really good stuff, you can fly through it in six hours. I'm so top I'm, I'm literally drooling. I cannot even handle it. <laughs> top seller is the best. It is. It is truly magical. And and the testimonials, like there is a whole hall of fame of people that have come out of Top Seller Secret and continue to every single day. And they're sending me messages like, just took my family on vacation with my Etsy, my new Etsy income. Like you're changing families' lives. And like this information is 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 absolutely altering people's lifestyles and it's leveling them up and it's helping them to get to these places that they've been wanting to be for so long. Somebody just bought a car. Uh, another person bought their dream house like a on a farm. Like it's been incredible to see the impact that it's made. People that actually put this stuff into into place. So top seller secret is first. That is your foundation. If you're thinking of your Etsy empire as a pyramid, you want to you you have to have a foundation first. Yeah. So always start with top seller secret. And people say like, well, what if I'm new? I haven't even opened a shop yet. I tell them that is the ideal time to get in. Anybody can take this. Even sellers that are already doing really well take it, and they do even better. But if you're brand new, that's the ideal time to get get in because you're not going to waste any time doing the wrong stuff, putting the wrong stuff together. Exactly. Putting out designs that don't have demand. You're going to start with the right information so you can hit the ground running doing the things that you're supposed to do to begin with. So it's ideal. And we, we go through everything A to Z, um, opening a shop, connecting it to a print on demand supplier, like pricing, everything is covered. So nothing is left out. Um, and then there's Wolf School, monthly trend spotting membership that Lizzie's in. That is just um, a collection of everything. There's a new video every week. Uh, then we've got Research Revolution. Um, those are my three main, main Are you still doing the design bootcamp? Oh, I have design bootcamp as well. You're right. That was actually, I, so I just slashed, like slashed the course. It's now a great, it's like so awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. So top Dollar Secret was $16.97 and it was kind of a, just a mega course. It was huge. It was filled with a bunch of different other courses. But then um, I was hearing a lot of feedback from people saying they just want options to grab whatever they want as they need it, as opposed to buying it all in one. So I separated it all out. The price of Top Seller Secret was slashed down by half. Um, and Design Bootcamp was in that, but you can now buy it separately um, for a very low price. And that's a great one for anybody that needs design help, that needs that, that not learning how to be a better designer, but learning how to be more of an expert at creating designs that are more in demand. Because I don't like saying like, learn how to be a great designer because I'm not a designer. I don't know how to teach the complexities and technicalities of design. You don't need to know all of that to be a six figure seller. You need to know how to create designs for demand. And that's what Design Bootcamp does. So top seller secret at the bottom, Design Bootcamp next, Research Revolution. Um, and Wolf School as the monthly membership that you can keep as an ongoing thing to build your empire with. 
you teach Canva, right? Because people are, we are different Etsy or our different print on demand experts use different uh, tool. Okay. Yeah. So Canva. I really love Canva just because it's everything all in one. It's so easy to pick up on. I used Photoshop Elements as well. And there's some tutorials on that in Design Bootcamp. And there's some photop.com tutorials as well. But for the majority, I just found Canva always does the job. You don't need anything really more complex in order to get to the levels that most people want to be at. That's super helpful. Okay. So guys, I will link all of that for you, including I will link Trace's interview because if you want to just yes. geek out, oh my gosh, yeah. it was so Bye. good. Um, it'll all be in there, but also like, okay, so please tell them also where to follow you because that is, you are one of the most fun people to follow. You're very prolific. So where's the best places you think? Uh, Instagram is first and foremost, all of my, all, everything hits Instagram first. Instagram gets it for, first. So be a wolf is B E A W O L F B I Z, um, is my Instagram handle. And then I have a free Facebook mastermind group, uh, just be a wolf biz. Uh, anybody can get in there. I think it's over 5,000 people in there at this point. It's really, really useful. Um, and then I'm also on YouTube, just be a wolf biz. There's lots of good stuff over there. Brittany, I'm kind of grieving a little bit. <laughs> I know that was 49 minutes of my life that flew by. It was awesome. Thank you so, so much for being willing. Like I know, um, like me, you're like extremely particular about your time and how you spend it and who you spend it with. So I want you to know, I take it as a real compliment that you would come hang out with us. And we're very grateful. We're very appreciative. Like we, we thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. So guys, go follow her. I can't wait for the DMs on this one. I got to buckle my seatbelt. Um, you guys, I love you so much. Until next time, go make something awesome. I'll see you next week. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.